0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to December 30th. This is the Informed Catholic, and my name is Ned Jabbar. So today, we are in the sixth day within the octave of the Nativity of the Lord. We're going to do the readings that follow the presentation. We're going to be introduced to the prophetess, uh, Anna, uh, who... um, on the same day of the presentation, I um, gave praise to uh, our infant Lord in the temple. Uh, these were holy people um, in the temple of the Lord. Uh, about back then in time of Herod the Great, his temple, I should say correctly. And who waited, who were given uh, graces, blessings. Uh, You could say private revelation, or back then we can call it public revelation, Uh, but there were holy people who consecrated themselves and uh, lived in the temple. It was very similar to what what we see in Catholicism and in the Eastern Orthodox churches, the Oriental churches, there were holy people. Anyway, here's the opening for... Uh, It's from wisdom, chapter 18, verse 14, verse 14 to 15. Wisdom 18, verse 14, 15. When a profound silence covered all things, and night was in the middle of its course, your all-powerful word, O Lord, bounded from heaven's royal throne. That's beautiful. It gives you a clear image of the incarnation. When a profound silence covered all things, and night was in the middle of its course, Your all-powerful word, O Lord, bounded from heaven's royal throne. That's beautiful. And here's the collect prayer. I'll say it a little early. Grant, we pray, O mighty God, that the news of the nativity in in the flesh of your only begotten son set us free from ancient servitude and holds us bound beneath the yoke of sin, Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. All right, let's begin uh, with the act of contrition and the Gloria. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray for me and with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison kyrie eleison kyrie eleison christe eleison christe eleison christe eleison kyrie eleison kyrie eleison kyrie eleison lord have mercy lord have mercy lord have mercy christ have mercy christ have mercy christ have mercy lord have mercy lord have mercy lord have mercy glory to god in the highest and on earth peace You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us, for you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. First reading um, from St. John's letter, chapter 2, verse 12 to 17. Those who do the will of God remain forever. A reading from the first letter of St. John. I'm writing to you, children, because your sins have been forgiven for his name's sake. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you have conquered the evil one. I write to you, children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God remains in you and you have conquered the evil one. Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in the world, sensual lust, enticements for the eyes, And a a pretentious life is not from the Father, but is from the world. Yet the world and its enticements are passing away, but whoever does the will of God remains forever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One more time, reading from the first letter of John, chapter 2, verse 12 to 17. I'm writing to you children, because your your sins have been forgiven for his name's sake. I'm writing to you fathers because you know him who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men because you have conquered the evil one. I write to you children because you know the Father. I write to you, Father, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you young men because you are strong, and the Word of God remains in you, and you have conquered the evil one. Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, sensual lust, enticements for the eyes and a pretentious life, is not from the Father, but is from the world. Yet the world and its enticements are passing away. But whoever does the will of God remains forever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 96, Uh, forgive that background noise, it's raining outside, so forgive me. Okay, so this is December 30th readings uh, within the octave of the Nativity of the Lord. It's like you can say part two of that uh, presentation where we get Anna. All right, let's begin. Uh, Psalm 96, verse 7 to 8, 8 to 9 and 10. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Give to the Lord, you families of nations. Give to the Lord glory and praise. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Bring gifts and enter his, his, his courts. Worship the Lord in his holy attire. Tremble before him, all the earth. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice say among the nations the the lord is king he has made the world firm not to be moved he governs the people with equity let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice one more time give to the lord you families of nations give to the lord glory and praise give to the lord the glory do his name let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice bring gifts and enter his courts worship the lord in his holy attire Tremble before him, all the earth. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Say among the nations, the Lord is king. He has made the world firm not to be moved. He governs the people with equity. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Amen. Alleluia, alleluia. A holy day has dawned upon us. Come, you nations, and adore the Lord. Today a great light has come upon the earth. Alleluia, alleluia. A holy day has dawned upon us. Come, you nations, and adore the Lord. Today a great light came upon the earth. Alleluia, alleluia. She spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 2, verse 36 to 4. Glory to you, Lord Jesus. There was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage, and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and prayer, and coming forward at the the very time to give thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom. And the favor of God was upon him. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One more time. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 2, verse 36 to 40. She spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. There was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Fanul, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage. And then, as a widow, until she was 84, she never left the temple, but worshipped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth, The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, we're uh, presented with the first letter of John. And you can see the themes from John's uh, letter, that he's the one who wrote definitely the Gospel. Uh, I'm writing to you, fathers, because you knew him who is from the beginning. He, he kind of says this in the previous letters. He repeats the same thing. But also what's beautiful is he says things that are just, you know, very, um, I guess you can say, grabs your attention in a very mystical way. Okay, I'm writing to you, children, because you are, your sins have been forgiven for his name's sake. I'm writing to you fathers because you knew him who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you young men because you have conquered the evil one. I write to you children because you know the father. I write to you fathers because you know you know him who is from the beginning. I I love that. I write to you young men because you are strong and the word of God remains in you and you have conquered the evil one. He He jumps back and forth with the same um, the same uh, focus of attention. Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world, sensual lust, enticement for the eyes and pretentious life is not from the father but a, but is from the world yet the world and its enticements are passing away because whoever does the will of God remains forever you know um, he's right and you can see that so many people put their faith in the world their trust in the world their focus on the world, believing that the world is going to save them. And you can see that, especially in the last two years. You know, when people are not happy, when money doesn't make them happy, when sex doesn't make them happy, when fame doesn't make them happy, when when, you know. Everything, who knows? I mean, you can see that they, they get overwhelmed and then they get dissatisfied. as a sense of dissatisfaction. What happens next? Sometimes some people just want to watch the whole world burn. If they can't be happy, if they can't be satisfied, then no one should be satisfied. No one should be happy. Become self-destructive. You know, if they can't find their satisfaction in anything, and usually it doesn't matter. Whatever satisfaction they think they had, like money, sex, drugs, alcohol, you name it. If they can't be happy, if they're miserable, then everybody else is going to be miserable. If they're angry, Everybody else, they want everybody else to be angry. And that's, that's the truth. You listen, look, look at the way, I think the best way to look at it is like, look at the way everything has to be deconstructed. Right? Everything that's noble and good and true that came to us from the past has to be re- deconstructed, turned inside out and turned on top of, the, top of its head to the point you can't recognize. Like the way you ever look at the way modern art does that, modern artists, you know, conti- you know, they do that. They deconstruct reality and and they try to pass it off as an intellectual form of thinking. And they give you a lot of hogwash nonsense you know, uh, that this is this is more sophisticated and stuff like that. And, you know, maybe it's okay for them. But maybe that's how they want to see things. But the fact is how you see things and how you keep promoting it affects other people's, uh, you know, understanding of things. And, I, and you know what? They're not happy. They're not happy. That's one of the things I notice. I always I I always judge a person's philosophy on their own personal life. There's a lot of people who love Karl Marx and Karl Marx was not a happy man and Karl Marx didn't make anyone in his family happy. Okay, I judge a person's work their works by their fruit, by how they lived by it. You know, Ian ran with her uh, philosophy of selfishness and self-conceitedness and, and, and superiority of the individual. She was a miserable person and she treated everybody around her as uh, miserable. She, people who loved her, she treated them like crap. And you see that in the world now, you know, you see that in, in what's happening around us. And love of the world, lure of the world, lure of the flesh, people even who are involved in sex are not happy. People in the sex industry are miserable. And what happens when they get old and their beauty fades away? They're replaced by someone else. And then now they're miserable. And even the person who 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 who's involved in the sex industry, he or she begins to feel a sense of dissatisfaction and unhappiness and self loathing and hatred. It happens a lot. You know, you see, you see this even at my job. I work at a museum. There are people who put so much into the world that they're involved in. You know, the world of. I mean, there was one time at my job I had to work late, and I saw all these people. I saw all these rich and powerful people. They had a big buffet of, of oysters and lobsters, and they had a. They they had a big. Uh, bar set up. It was a fundraising or some acquisition thing. It was for a museum. And I saw Mike Bloomberg. I saw, uh, a, a director of the, of the, of the museum, a retired one. I saw all kinds of people came in with long dresses, gowns. That were so ridiculous. Tuxedos. Um, And everybody was supposed to wear their mask and nobody was wearing their mask at this party. People were eating and drinking and then they had this guy walk around with a bong because some kind of, he was hitting it with a, you know, it was a a metal clang thing that really loud that made a bang sound like a bell almost. And it was to let people know that dinner was ready. And, and you look at it and you, and this is, this is, this is their world. I watched them. I exam I I watched them. It was my job to keep to to keep you know, to keep certain people out and and it was (laughs) it was just you know, I mean it's funny how they all set it up. They had a big band playing music, they had lights flashing lights and I've seen similar parties like this before and as much as they'll set it up by the next day all that is going to be gone they're going to take it down it's like that line here today gone tomorrow but here in a minute now and gone within a minute and all these people all of them because I've seen people come and go they come and they go they come and they go. Names are, t- names are put up. Names come down. Names are carved into walls. And names will be forgotten. Sure, once in a while someone will point to, to a name. But they're not going to mean anything to the next generation. It'll mean nothing in the future to other people. A hundred years from now, it's not going to mean anything. You know, it's just, it's just their world, their necessity to put the spotlight on themselves and to give themselves meaning. It's not going to mean anything because it doesn't mean anything. It's all, it's all vanity, like, like it says in the book of uh, Ecclesiastes. It's all vanity, vanity, vanity of vanities. The real, you know, it's not going to affect people's lives. It doesn't mean anything. Hollywood actors come and go. Some of them are remembered. Some of them are not. They're not going to mean anything to the next generation. You know, it's all just a a world created by people for their own purpose and their own meaning. You know, it's, you got to put everything in the proper context. You know, I worked in that place. Another person worked in my place before me. I'll go and then someone else will take my place. And honestly, I don't care. It doesn't care because really, what really matters to me now is what did God create me for? What is my purpose? What is the purpose of my existence? What was what did God make me for? What is my reason for my existence? There has to be. I know now my sense of mortality. I'm older now. I'm 50 years old. And I and I know. One day my time in this world is going to come to an end. It's not my end that frightens me. It's how I meet that end. Will I meet what God expected of me? Because I know my mortality, my body will come to an end. body, my, my mortal time in this world, but will my soul, will my soul be what God wants it to be? Will it reflect God Will everything that God wanted, um, uh, be, will God be satisfied? My soul is immortal. you know in heaven if I if I reach what if I come to God sat, uh, satisfying God's justice, God's grace, I will be with God. But if I don't meet God's justice God's grace, God's justice will demand from me to go to hell and I'll be separated from him. I don't want that. The catechism says I was created for God by God to have a relationship with God. To love him in this life. To love and serve him and to know him in this life and in the next. I don't know if I have done that yet. I still have time. We all have time. But how much time? The fact that I'm aware of it now is good. The fact that you and I are aware of it now is good. We have to... We have to strive for God. We have to strive to love Him. To know Him. And we have to repent of our sins... And you know, I mean, here in the next, you know, you go on, John warns us of the world. Yet the world and its enticements are passing away. But whoever does the will of God remains forever. The will of God. The will of God, I, I'm going to say it, it has to be in the gospel, the message of His Son, Jesus. The will of God is to, to, to walk in the footsteps of His Son, Jesus Christ, and to love the Father through the Son perfectly. And to have the Holy Spirit in us so that we can reach that perfection. To pray, repent, (coughs) excuse me, to repent of our sins. To become a saint. And to share and to bring others to the gospel. To tell others, to show others what God has done for us in our life. That's the will of God. give to the lord you families of nations give to the lord glory and praise give to the lord the glory do his name right there because he created us he made us and we have to give him that this is psalm 96 bring gifts and enter his courts worship the lord in holy attire the attire is the grace the grace and the salvation he's given us remember if we are not dressed properly meaning we don't have the grace and salvation in us the proper salvation in us it's not talking about material clothes he's talking about the full salvation that god wants that god wants us to be to be in a state of grace that's the holy attire tremble before him all the earth you see how it goes when they bring gifts and enter his courts Bring gift the gifts. What are the gifts? The gifts are the give the fruit of salvation. To come in the proper state of grace. In the proper state of grace, our soul is dressed properly. And we tremble before him. All the earth we tremble before him because, we don't wish, to, to to to, to be in a state of sin. Say among the nations, the Lord is king. He has made the world firm not to be moved. He governs the people with equity, with equity, proper justice. That's, that's right. You see, that's this is it. This is the way God wants it. This is how we were meant to be. Finally, we go to the Gospel. There was a prophetess, Anna the daughter of Fanul of the tribe of Asher she was advanced in years having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage and then a widow until she was 84 she never left the temple but worshipped night and day with fasting and prayer and came forward at that every, at that very time to give thanks to God and spoke about the world to all who were awaiting him, the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the uh, prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. So, they were in the temple. They met Simeon. Simeon, we just read the we just read it the other day, and then there was this prophetess, a holy woman. There were a lot of, which means it was just like, like the way we have holy mystics and people and holy people who devoted and consecrated themselves to God. Um, who devoted their whole life to God, lived at the temple, lived with the ch- from the charity of the temple, lived by the charity of others, and prayed, and they were mystics. So there were a lot of people who were holy and and holy individuals, just like we have holy individuals today. This is this is good, this is good, and this shows you that this that Catholicism is a continuation of Temple Judaism, and she private revelation Uh, you know Simeon was a holy man and he was told by the Holy Spirit he was promised by the Holy Spirit and he was guided by the Holy Spirit to the Christ child so we see there were people who were expecting the Messiah who loved Messiah. And waited, waited for the fulfillment and the promise of God's love to Israel. This is this shows us. This shows us this world, that the 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 world of of Jesus and Mary and Joseph, that he came into. And there are a lot of us, you know, God grants private revelation, it, it's not public revelation, it's not the Bible but he gives, he guides our soul he speaks to us and thank God he does this, he's not silent you know he's not silent and the thing is if we pray and let go he'll speak to us I know he's I know he's speaking to me but I have to listen carefully and he can speak to all of us, we're not abandoned, where he's not silent. The problem is, is are we listening? Are we listening properly? He could speak to us through scripture. He can speak to us through prayer. He can speak to us through other holy people, through the priest, through the nun, uh, through holy books, through the saints, the writings of the saints. And he can maybe, maybe he will speak to us in a dream, through signs, personal signs. We just have to listen carefully and not overdo it because we don't we have to we, we mustn't let our imaginations get a hold of us. You know, and we can sound kooky, but no, we can he can speak to us. We do it through praying the rosary, through fasting, through penance. Through acts of charity. We're not looking for personal glory. We're looking to be holy. To be satisfying to him. This is what we need to do. We need this. Because we need to get closer to him. So. Yeah. It can be done. All right. I'm going to end it here. And um. This is the last one for, let um, see here. Well, it's one of the last ones. It's one of the last ones. So, I'll come back for the, the next one, December 31st. Okay, God bless. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. And he ascended into heaven. And it's seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Okay, folks. um, Once more, Merry Christmas and have a safe New Year's Eve. I'll be back with the New Year Day readings for the holy mother of god our blessed lady mary amen